I'm Kara Infante, and this is Bookish Flights. In each episode, I chat with one bookish guest as we take some time to sample and savor the pairing recommendations from their bookish flight. We hope to give you suggestions to cultivate your TBR list and nurture your leisure time through books. In today's episode, I am chatting with Waterfall Adams. Waterfall is a creative professional who took her destiny into her own hands. Her real name is Veronica Elizabeth Adams. She was born in Paducah, Kentucky and was raised in Mobile, Alabama. She has an Associates of Science in General Education degree from Bishop State Community College and a Bachelor of Arts degree in Art History with a Dramatic Arts minor from the University of South Alabama. She has two published works of poetry, The Electric Mind of V and Free to Be V. Welcome to the show, Waterfall. Oh, thank you. Thank you for being here today. Well, I know you sent us this lovely bio, but why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are? Well, I am a creative professional who took my desk into my own hands. Okay. And have you been doing that for a long time now? Yes, I have. Okay. Yeah, just, uh, when I graduated from South, I had trouble trying to look for a job. And before I graduated, I thought that how self-employment and freelancing is a good option. Yeah. And with one of the things I could do with my degree having to be freelance writing, I've been freelance writing for about nine years. Okay. It's about nine, yeah. And I have two blogs and I also have articles on like hub pages and medium.com. Wonderful. Listeners, we can go ahead. We can include links to that for in our show notes. If you could send us those blogs, I think we'd love to check them out. I'll make sure to include it. Yeah, okay. Okay. And is that so on your blogs? Do you did you start writing your poetry on there? Or have you always done that? Well, I do write uh, things about uh, like current events on my first blog. It's called okay. Waterfalls World. And uh, different topics. Okay. Um, I have mentioned my books, The Eclectic Mind of V and Be the Free Be on one or both of my blogs. And my second blog is called Waterfalls Online Art Gallery. These are not my original art ga- artworks. Okay. It, I just like critique and talk about my favorite artworks on that one. I feel like my degree in art history, which my the art history part of my degree is being used to good use yeah. on that blog. Okay, so you get both avenues there, more of a writing, it sounds like, and then more sharing from your education and art history as well on the other one. Correct. Oh, well, good for you for putting that all together. I know that takes a lot of work, so I commend you. Yeah, thank you very much, especially when it comes to like boosting things. It is hard to get it out there, right? And are people seeing it? I kind of feel sometimes the same in the podcasting world. (laughs) Yes, I do want to get... I remember when I was in my medieval art history class, my art, medieval art and architecture for the research paper, we had to do a podcast. Oh, wow. Okay. So did you create, were you behind the mic or were you the guest? I had to be behind the mic for this one. Okay. My research paper was about the Christian, it was like the mosaics of the Hagia Sophia. Wow. That is, that's in Turkey, right? Yes. Okay. All right. So how, did you have to do multiple episodes or, or was it just a one-time? 
It was just a one-time thing. Okay. All right. Did you enjoy doing that? I'm just happy to get it over with. As long, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as long as I get like a good grade on this uh, research paper that I have worked my behind off, it had to be like 10 to 12 pages. I ate 10 or 12 pages. Yeah. I imagine that was a sigh of relief when that was done. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember I probably I had either two or three to do at the same time once. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Those are the things we get to look back and be like, how did I accomplish all that, right? Yeah, and graduated. Yeah. Oh, well, that's amazing. So then once you graduated, you stepped into the world of freelance, right? I have the timeline correct here? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Had you always been a writer even before that, or was this a new venture for you? Well, I did remember when I was uh, probably in high school, I remember writing poetry for some guy, like guy friends, and also when I was at South, my um, I remember writing spoken word poetry that okay. I performed. There was like this event that happened there called Arts Inspired, like their first annual event. My poem happened to be featured on their program, which is featured on the Eclectic Mind of V. Oh, that's great. Thank you. This is just the uh, paperback version. There's also the ebook version available on Amazon, hopefully other outlets, and hopefully to do the audiobook version of it. Okay. That is so impressive. I, I, again, I'm going to say I commend you just because I, interestingly <laughs> enough, I don't love public speaking myself and here I am doing podcasts, but for me, it seems very different, but to think about writing poetry that comes from your soul, right? And then presenting that to a group. I don't know that I would have the courage to do that. Yeah, well, I did take a public speaking class at Bishop, and I'm surprised I made an A in that class. <laughs> yes, oh, that is great. So, okay, so you've been writing poetry now for, it sounds like, a long time, because this has been over many years. Yes, yeah, so I remember the first poem I heard was from Maya Angelou, it was either from a McDonald's commercial or the United Negro College Fund commercial called okay. Still I Rise. Yeah, I have read that one. That's a beautiful one. Yes, it is. So is that what inspired you to start writing poetry yourself? In a way, it has. Yeah. And I also remember performing my poetry and like talent shows on campus. I didn't win, but at least I didn't get booed. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So as you've written more poetry and gone on, what have you learned about yourself as you've been writing? Yeah, I learned about myself as a, a, when I'm writing, like, um, have versatility in what I do. Okay. I'm more than just a poet. So you're still writing. So you've got two published books now. And you're still yeah. working on writing as well. Yes, two self-published books. Okay. I just love the freedom and flexibility and I have more control with self-publishing because the internet has made it a lot easier. Yeah. A lot yeah, easier. Absolutely. Congratulations. Thank you. So as far as I know, I've had some other authors on the show who have been fiction writers is there an editing pro I'm assuming there's an editing process as well. Do you work with an editor for poetry? 
Well, with two of my first books, my mom, who's a retired teacher who has a degree in elementary education with a minor in, I think it's like English or language arts from the university. from Murray University in Murray, Kentucky. Okay. Yeah, and her YouTube channel is called Granny Hanny. Oh, that's fun. And what is her YouTube channel on? All right, it's called Granny Hanny. She's a African-American lady with the real short hair. There's probably more than one that's called Granny Hanny. I'll remember to send you the link to her. Okay, yeah, that would be great. I would love to include that. So you, it, are you really close with your mom then? Oh, yes, I am. Yeah. Oh, that's And great. also with, with my um, career as an author now, I learned that being an author, it is a business. Yeah. Especially with the marketing and production, which Precious Digital Marketing Agency has really been helping me with that Okay. a lot. Yeah. And that's a world I don't really know much about. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? With the marketing and the promotion side, it gets like more help get your books that have, you know, like more exposure. Okay. And also I learned from a first interview I did with since my books came out is if I have like a media kit, you know, like professional photos, book signings, I have participated in some, there's some poetry shows that a segment of it is like, they have like a little brief open mic Okay. All doing right. the best I can and these interviews which I am doing right now Yeah. Awesome. So do you do most of the legwork then to, to do all that, like schedule the events and schedule the interviews? well I do go on social media and network with different podcasts ask if they're a podcaster do they interview offers do they charge interview fees is there um interviews take place like we're doing right now a zoom a zoom interview or like you talk on the phone like hello Yeah. Yeah. Oh, see, and that's like a whole nother side of podcasting I know nothing about. I've done Zoom since my start. So I'm like, this is what the platform I know. Um, okay, well, that's great. And I, again, just I imagine that's very time consuming in itself. And I used to think podcast is like an alternative to like, you know, the radio, Sure. but it's a different thing. Yeah, I might do my podcast one day. It's just I need to come with like a topic or platform. So I want more listeners to death. Yeah. 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 I think that podcasting, right? There's so many different avenues that you could take it. And so, Yes, yeah. and so many outlets too. Yeah. So I, I say you find your niche and you run with it. It's <laughs> true. Yeah. Okay. So, well, let's switch gears a little bit. And let's talk about what type of books you like to read. well one of them i like is photography this is from the late um kwame braithwaite called black is beautiful it's a book of photography he did he passed away this year may he rest in peace oh wow okay that's a beautiful cover hey, thank you it's a photography of some um book of what he uh did Yes, like some photography I remember seeing 
at a an art gallery from the History Museum of Mobile. It's called like Sensational Sixties. Okay. And it's a lot. Of, uh, you see a lot of black women who had like natural hair. Like, yeah. for, like I have a wig on right now, as you can see, which okay. is shorter than what I have on right now. Okay. All right. And there was, and there was this um fashion show that happened like Harlem in the sixties called. I hope I found it out right. Grandassa. I am trying to look for the um photo right now. All credit goes to Kwame Braithwaite. Okay. Here is one of the pictures, like right here. It's called Grandassa Models, like posing. It's some kind of event called like Naturally. This is from when they did it in 1967. Okay. All right. And so is he, throughout that book, does it highlight different historical times or is it just focused on the 60s? Well, it was like the Black his, like the Black is Beautiful movement. It happened around the 60s and 70s. Okay. Yeah, I do plan on having my own photography book one day. Wow. So you do photography as well? I like photography. I only have my picture taken but also to be like behind the scenes, you know, it's just, I need to learn more about Photoshop and get the, and get some photography equipment before yeah. I get into adding software and things. Yeah. That seems like another time consuming project. Yes. <laughs> my, uh, my sister-in-law does photography and, I know she's she's voiced that the editing takes her quite a bit of time, but she loves it. She loves the interaction with her clients and getting out there. But I know she said that the editing is takes her some time. Well, the book I want, photography book I want to do, it's called Where the Queen's At. Okay. For example, there was this photographer. His name is like James C. Lewis. Shout okay. out to him. And I hope I got your name right. <laughs> it showed like photos of, like he did like of different African kings and people from the bible other topics and i was like uh where the queen's at yeah i, th I think i remember even emailing him the same thing like where are the queens yeah because there are so many african queens in history we heard of and, and probably some we have not heard of yeah yeah get those stories out there do it <laughs> okay that would be great. Okay, so that is actually one of the books of our book flight today. So let's go ahead. And so that was Black is Beautiful by the late Kwame Braithwaite. What is the next book of the pairing today for the book flight? All right, a second book. Now, this can really help writers and authors out here. I recently discovered on Hoopla and bought it on Amazon. It's called Your Book is Not Your Business Card. Okay. How to Turn Your Book into 18 Streams of Income by Carrie Upper Burner. Okay. Oh, I hope I got the last name right. All I was right. Like, and I'm like, 18 um, Streams of Income. Yeah. This, I got to read. Yeah. Okay. So have you dug into the pages? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes, I have. Have you found it helpful? Oh, yes, I have. <laughs> yeah, I could really apply this in my little rare career. Okay. 
All right. So she gives you very practical tips in how to apply these as well. Yeah. It, oh, it's it really helpful. There's so many things you can do. Like, for example, like number one, like the number one thing you can do, it's talking about soft cover sale, also known as paperbacks. Okay. And tell me how they're inexpensive to produce. And tell my second one, hardcovers and press. Like, for example, like some like publishing guidelines, depending on where you publish, have some kind of certain guidelines to how many pages you have to have to have your book in the hardcover. Okay. I didn't know that. Well, for example, like what would that be? How many pages would Yeah, I remember the one on KDP, probably around 72. Okay. All right. Okay. So most, do most books, you probably know the answer to this better than I do, but do most books start as paperback then? It would depend on how many pages that your book is, whether you want it on paperback or audiobook or hardcover or paperback. Okay. All right. So with self-publishing, do you kind of get the choice? Do you get to make those choices along the way? Sometimes I would, sometimes I don't. Okay. If I get if I write a certain number of books, maybe I would like to have them both like soft cover or hardback or ebook or audiobook. Now those are like four sources of income right there. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't even think about that, right? The different formats of the books. I didn't, I, I would just, in my mind, would put that in the same box. But that's a great point because they're all different sources. And I know, and also number four, talking about audiobooks, leverage, non cognitive activities. I never knew that audiobooks been around since the 1930s. They were known really? as talking books. Okay. Yep. Okay. It's interesting you say that because I'm doing right now this like century of great books challenge where I'm trying to read a book from each year for the past 100 years. I think I'm a year into really? it. I have no, I have no timeline to finish this, but like, like 100 years of beauty. Yeah, kind of. I just, and I'm just choosing the books based off reading the synopsis of the book. And it sounds interesting to me. I didn't, I, oh. so I made my own list, but the reason I bring this up is I read a book. It was like in maybe 1930s, somewhere in there. And I did it as an audiobook. And it almost was like audiobook theater. Like they had the door slamming in the background. It almost felt like I was listening to a play as the audiobook. So it felt a bit more theatrical than some of the audiobooks I've listened to from today. <laughs> okay. And I remember like, sometimes I can have like the audiobook playing as I, you know, go about my day, you know, working, cleaning up, relaxing, yeah. whatever. Yep. Yeah. That's why I read a lot of audiobooks myself is just to fit it in. Or listening to your, while you're in your car. Yeah. Yeah. So if you do, have you done your books as an audiobook yet? Not yet, but I do plan to. Okay. All right. Will you read them yourself? Maybe I would, or maybe do like another narrator, like a royalty split. Okay. All right. Is that how that works with the narrators then? Is there yes, the royalties so, with it? 
It's sometimes. Yeah, I looked up ACX and I heard something called Find A Way Voices okay. at audiobook.com. I'm going to look more into that. Yeah, that's actually one of, so two episodes I was really wanting to do is someone that has written poetry because it's a genre I have not read a lot myself, but part of the premise of the show is to expand my reading horizons to read in other genres. And I want to talk to an audiobook narrator is the other one I really want to do because I, I want to know about the process of doing True. that. Yeah, I'm learning so. more about it myself, especially in the 21st century. Then things are more digitized now. Yeah. For example, it reminded me at when I was in South, I took a course called the Jam Job Campaign. It okay. teaches people how to get jobs. And but then by the time I graduated looking for jobs myself, it is not like it was when I graduated after I took that course. Not at all. That's amazing and how quickly it would change. I remember in fact, I'm writing a third book. It's called Make Money While Sitting on Your A, which is um, <laughs> A, you know, A and then yeah. $2 signs. Okay, we got you, girl. <laughs> yeah, especially since, you know, a, a certain pandemic, the world had no choice but yeah. to sit on its, yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, that really did change so much. And I also remember... I remember a book um, about work from home I found in a local library. In fact, working from home is not just a new thing. It has been around for a long time. For example, let's say you, like long time ago, you own like a L house or whatever. It's actually like somebody's house, like downstairs is the business, but upstairs is where you live. Yeah, yeah I never even thought about that, but absolutely. That's working from home. Yeah, enough of people working remotely, a digital nomad. Yeah. Yeah, my mom, my mom worked for, she did telecommunications. And so she worked a lot, various jobs. She would work from home for a few days a week. And I know they did it to save office space, right? Like they would kind of cycle mm -hmm. the employees in and out. And then that way they didn't have to have double the amount of desks. They could have half and then just have the employees alternate days on when they came in. There's like a lot of businesses that don't uh, ha really have offices, probably offices at home, you know, save money to get to pay a leasing company, like rent and things. Yeah, it's expensive. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I think that's one thing the pandemic made businesses realize, right, is they were able to move their businesses to be remote, a lot of them. And so uh -huh. they realized they didn't need that office space. Yeah, that's true. And also, I remember a YouTube video from Yaspreet Singh called Minority Mindset, how it's easier to start your own business than getting a job. Yeah. yeah. For example, when I started my blog, it cost me like zero dollars to start. Like there's a lot of businesses now that cost only zero or little money to start yeah. them. Yeah. Which is nice, right? When you're just starting out to not have Very those true. upfront costs. And have to do a business plan, get yeah. a, a take out a loan, but there is something called crowdfunding. Okay, I have learned about one of the ways you can fund a business. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's a great idea. I've also seen authors do where they'll do like the is it pre sales? They'll do the pre sales and well, then I heard get... like pre order. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah maybe I, that's what it is. Yeah, I think I might have done something like that before one of my or two both of my books, like yeah. pre order. Yeah. Just to kind of help you out along the way there a little bit. And the company I've been working with, Precious Digital Marketing Agency, they also helped me with book trailers, my logo design. They're even helping me with a crowdfunding site right now. Okay. Well, share with and, us if that comes out. Yes. And so. uh, yeah, my, those reels promoting my book and the book trailers, they're available on my YouTube channel waterfall v okay all right is it just the single v V v-e-e yes okay all right so youtube we can find you are you on any of the other social media platforms i am on facebook okay twitter linkedin tiktok instagram look at you (laughs) okay that was your book is not a business card how to turn your book in 18 streams of income by Carrie um, Oberunner. Yes, Oberunner. Okay. All right. So, and then your last book of the pairing is actually one of your books. So why don't you tell us about that? It's called Free to Be V. Like it said on the back of it, if you love this book right here. Yep. So listeners, that's the eclectic mind of V. Yeah, it's about the topics like race, religion, womanhood and a tribute poem to one of my poetic inspirations okay and would you like to read a poem from this free to be v yeah that would be fantastic let's do that okay all right this poem right here is that i hope to adapt this book i meant the poem into screen and or stage okay it's about the history of African-American dance. I would like to include like, maybe like a musical with time wow. travel in different eras. Yeah. And oh, it's I called, would love to see that. Yeah, it's included in this first book, but this book has like a revised version. Maybe when okay. I write like an updated, more revised version of both of these books, maybe I might add some else. Here we go. As a people... We have to dance. Way back in the motherland, we always had to dance. Through times of joy, sadness, to heal, and rites of passage, we have to dance. We always have to dance. Through times of enslavement, we still have to dance, even though they try to take it away. We dance through the shade. From the juke joints to the mic. We have to dance. Even though, even when it's time to pay the rent, we had to dance. Through depression and worldwide war, the two of them, we have to dance. In the dance studios and sock hops, we have to dance. On television and, and through civil unrest, we have to dance. Live and in color, we can get smooth and we can get rough, live, in color, and integrated. Through the Soul Train days and the disco nights, we have to dance. With BET, MTV, VH1, and The Box, we have to dance. Through social media, we have to dance. At Broadway, church, the club, 
community centers, competition, Hollywood, television, social gatherings, universities, all over the world, we have to dance. We even put our own spin on it. Because of this, I shake what my ancestors gave me and get my Jackson on. So to the future and beyond, we have to dance. Thank you. Oh, yay. <laughs> Thank you. I wish we were like in a big audience. I want to be like, woohoo. <laughs> Yeah, thank oh, that you. was beautiful. And I feel like it's such a different way for me to hear your poem when we hear it from you, as opposed to reading it too. Yeah, thank you. That was Yeah, you're yeah. welcome. Thank you so much for that. So that actually brings up a point I want to ask you. So when you read poetry, do you just read it on the page or do you read it out loud to yourself? Oh, a little bit of both. It's just okay. depending on where I am, I just hope remember to have it down cold because i remember like one of the few um poetry events i went to some people probably had like on a piece of paper and they look at the audience as well or had their phone with them they to get the, the poem on there too sure but i remember times i had like a piece of paper with me when i also formed my poetry when i was at south okay but I, I think poetry, right, it's meant to be spoken aloud, right? We're meant to hear it as a spoken word. Yes, and there's also poetry to music. It's called hip-hop. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that. Well, that is wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing that. So Thank you very much. Your Eclectic Mind of V, is it, that was the first one you've published, correct? Yes, first one I self-published. Okay, and what is it? Similar themes in that book? Well, the well, this one right here, it's a has topics from the arts to blackness to twenty first century interviews. Okay, would you like me to read one from here? Oh yes, we'd love that. Well, okay, let me find something. Okay, here we go. All right, this poem, it was it's about the um stupid um internet challenges you will see on social media and the internet. It's called challenge. <laughs> okay. Cinnamon challenge. Pass out challenge. Fire challenge. Charlie Charlie challenge. No lacking. Tide pod. Cold water. Hot chip. Hot water challenge, y'all. Well, here's the grand prize. More challenges. Pay your medical bills challenge. Get your bail money ready challenge. Your mom got to come identify your body challenge. And your loved one got to come bear your dumbass challenge. Well, those were the prizes. Was it worth it? Wow. I love that because it really... Those things are things you think about, right? When you see those challenges, like, what are you doing? I'm like, uh, I, I, I've been, we've both been teenagers once upon a time, and we did dumb crap. But yeah. I never had the urge, like, yeah, like you and your friends probably did some dumb, as teens, did some dumb stuff back in the day, and I did too. But never we really had the urge to, I don't know. Get in a shower, <laughs> pour some flammable liquid on yourself, and light you on fire. Get to shower real quick for you burn the whole house down. Yeah. Yeah. 
it's I always say and I think about this a lot I was like I'm glad I was raised before cell phones could take pictures in those years when I was maybe doing things you know some stupid things and I remember when the um, iPhone was being released I remember I was in Dunwoody Georgia I was visiting some relatives remember June 2007 and there, I remember the upstairs had like an Apple store, so Apple products. I remember it being on the second level of the mall. And I remember mm -hmm. it stretched from that store to like long, like one of the department stores like Nordstrom or Bloomingdale's, one of those stores. Yeah. And I feel like for so many years, they would release that new phone and then people would wait in those lines forever. I don't know if they still do, to be honest. I have no idea. But I, I remember being like, what's them? going on? Yeah. And I heard the first generation didn't work. But it got okay, probably I... approved over time. It was the, I remember the first generation came out. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I don't even know when I got an iPhone. I mean, now I inevitably have one, but I don't remember, you know, at what time period of my life that was when I made the switch. So. And also it kind of reminds me of another point from this book. I have, um, let me count this out. One, two, three, four, five points. And it has called like of youth. One is called like tech of youth, hair of youth. Fashion of youth, dance of youth, music of youth. Now, this other poem is called Tech of Youth. Okay. Would you like me to read it? Sure. Yeah, if you're willing. All right. Older generations always have trouble and often need assistance of younger generations. Even though, even though they were the inventors by before they even came. They think young ones are addicted to technology. It's a waste of time. They don't really have full understanding. Probably think it's evil. But that's always been said about my greatest grandparents. They're from the greatest generation. Motion pictures and radio. My boomer parents' television. My stepmom and cousin X's beepers and video games. And my why, I'm from Generation Y, which is also known as Millennial, social media and internet. Thank you. I love how you're hitting on all these issues that are so relevant. Uh, thank you. Right. To our current times. So you're very welcome. Okay, listeners. So that was, we had poems read from Free to Be V, but also we got from the Electric Mind of V as well. So thank you so much for thank that. Thank you very much. Yeah. And like I said, we'll include all the links where you can find her books of poetry. And we'll also include um, all the links on social media where we can find you too. Thank you so, very much. Thanks for having you're me. You're welcome. Yeah. Well, hold on one second. I have one more thing for you. So I love to end the show with some speed round of questions here. So you can just answer these really quick. I'm ready. So where is your favorite place to read? I like to read in the library in the car, at home, during a long trip. Okay. So all over. Yes. Yeah, great. And then, <laughs> absolutely, always got to have your book ready. What is one book you have read that has changed your life? 
Reinvention Roadmap by Liz Ryan. Okay. And then are you a rereader? If I get bored enough, if the book's good enough to make you want me want to read again, I'll read it. Okay. Awesome. And then lastly, what are you reading next? I am reading this. The Autism Friendly Guide to Self-Employment by Robin Stewart. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I know your time is precious and I appreciate all that you've given me. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Thank you so much for listening to this interview today with Waterfall Adams and her book flight of books that have helped her in her poetry career. We'd love to hear what other books you'd pair with this book flight at bookishflights.com. That is also where you can find more information on today's flight and any other books that we talked about today. I want to inspire a community of readers. So whenever you share a post about what you are reading or what you are picking up next, Especially if you have heard about the book on the show, please tag us. Follow us on Facebook or Instagram at Bookish Flights. This is a brand new show, so if you enjoyed it, please head over to Apple Podcasts and give the show a review. Your review not only helps me, but it also helps the show reach others. Make sure you are subscribed on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to make sure that you will not miss an episode. That's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. As Emma Thompson said, I think books are like people in the sense that they'll turn up in your life when you most need them. Cheers to you, dear readers. Until next time.